Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Happy Tuesday to all our listeners out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket, brought to you by Coligan Water. I'm Jack today because uh, we were talking a little bit. Uh, we will. We, I mean, we've been doing history lessons with Bach recently. So yeah. uh, we are on the year 1997, and we just started talking about the offense and in the eye formation, the option. And, he's, and Nate was like, man, that's 90s football right there. And that I'm is like, 90s yes, football. Yes, it is. It was just great. I always wonder uh, what Nebraska would do if they never went away from the option. But it was it looked like an outdated system, whatever. Um, you know, not complex enough. Bring it back. Um, yeah, bring it back. That's what I think, too. I'd love I to see well. some more option football. Uh, it was actually a very interesting uh, prep for today's show, Bach. We did that. We looked at uh, all-time Virginia Tech recruits, yeah. Marcus Vick highlights. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Vick's <laughs> grainy highlights from his time. Well, it's because, and we can go ahead and get right into it, we were talking about spring game, how Nebraska stacks up and all that, and we looked at the top 15, I'm pretty sure, attendance numbers for spring game. And one had Ohio State at 50,000, one had them at, what, 60,000? Yeah. Liberty was 15th with 1,000 fans. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not accurate, but yeah. that's kind of where tough to, It's we tough to track the hole. spring games. It's very strange. Um I don't know if there's a because it's it, it is always like the official attendance. Um, are they tracking people if it's free? <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure. And who's the? Where are we getting these numbers? Is it just people that tweet it? And if you don't tweet the number, we just don't yeah. know. It was it's it's nearly impossible to Google Virginia Tech spring game attendance. You showed me a video. Yeah. yeah, you showed me a video. I said, oh yeah, there's thousands of people there. That's oh, yeah. definitely should be on the list, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And then they mentioned their spring game the year that Fuente came. Yeah. So you're mentioning Virginia Tech, but you don't care to put their attendance. They had at least twenty five thousand fans. Yeah, you know I mean, you could just look at the stadium and how packed it was. They had at least twenty five thousand. But sure, why not throw Liberty in there? And Nebraska, for what it's worth, at least on the list, looks like Georgia's beat them out. And according to one website, Ohio State beat them out this year too. So we'll kind of see and track that as yes. it goes along. Uh, I'm going to go to the USC spring game. That's right? awesome. That's the plan as of right now. I was planning on going to. I'm going out to LA. I was planning to go to a Lakers or a Clippers playoff game, um, and then neither yeah. of them made the playoffs. Uh, Unfortunately, so they- but I, you know what? Fortunately for you, Buck, you don't have to watch that nonsense because the Lakers were terrible, and no one on the Clippers decided they wanted to play this season. Well, so. Kind of cool to see LeBron. I never saw LeBron or Teron Lou coach a, a game. <laughs> so that's whatever. your that's what you're excited about. Yeah. To watch T- Teron Lou coach. Teron Lou's like my all time favorite player. Are Absolutely. you serious? Yeah. He How played have we not Nebraska. talked about this? I know we played at Nebraska, but your all time favorite player. Yeah. Right? When I was a kid, he was like kicking ass with Cookie Belcher, his cousin. I mean, they had they were they had some cool teams back then. <laughs> Did he ever play with Strick? Oh uh, yeah, that's what they won the Did NIT they, together. That, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> they had a little bit of crossover right. there. One time I did. Uh, one time, you know, it's, it's kind of funny when you. I, I was younger, so you know. Now I've met, uh, you know, most people that I grew up liking. I guess when I was a kid or whatever. But you know, you always say like when you meet your heroes, what are you gonna say? Um, I met Tron Lou, and I don't think he got one word in. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because at the time he was like helping coach the Celtics and helping uh, coach uh, Rondo. Uh, and Rondo was my favorite player. Like, it moved on, like right. Rondo was Rondo now my new nice. favorite player. So I just, you know, I met him in the hallway and talked like for like two minutes. I just How kept him like, you? man, it must be really cool to coach Rajon Rondo. You t- so you talked to Teron Lou about Rajon Rondo. Yes. 
What are you? How old were you at the time? Oh, I was in college. This was uh, dude. When, what? Are you, what? <laughs> this is when Teron Luke came back for his uh, his jersey to be retired, I believe, at the Bob. And you didn't Bob ask him about any of that. I mean, I asked him. I think he might have gotten a word or two. But it was basically just like, uh, yeah, sure. That was <laughs> somewhat similar left. to uh, my interaction with Doug McDermott. I don't know if I've ever told you the story that I met Doug McDermott. I was in San Diego. It's a weird place to meet Doug McDermott. <laughs> I had a few drinks. We went to some some dive bar, and I was with my buddy, and he was a little bit more intoxicated than me. And I told him, I was like, dude, I swear that Doug McDermott. He's like, no, like don't mess with me. Like, no, no, leave alone. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I was like, screw it. I'm going up to him. Doug, are you Doug McDermott? And his buddy started laughing at me. They said, oh, no, he's not. He's like, no, I'm not Doug McDermott. I said, okay, sorry for bothering you. And he like grabbed me. He was like, no, nah, man, I'm just kidding. I'm Doug McDermott. So I, I dapped him up. I talked for probably a good 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sim- very similar because yeah. I, mean, I, I was a little intoxicated. I did, and I didn't let him speak. Went by. I was like, all right, sorry. I won't bother you anymore. I walked away. And then he calls me over from across the bar. I'm like, great. I'm going to get beat up by Doug McDermott in San Diego. <laughs> Who else can tell that story? But he called me over. He bought me a beer. Uh, and we took a picture, and it was awesome. So, I, and, and then I, at first, I was like, maybe this guy isn't really Doug McDermott. Because then it starts going through your head. If I looked like Doug McDermott, I'd tell everybody, yeah, dude, that's me. Yeah. Um, but then he stood up. And but he's he a like, six, eight six guy eight. that looks yeah, like Doug and McDermott. He was, and he was, when he stood up, he was six foot eight. I was like, okay, was like, this guy Doug, is Doug yeah. McDermott. But uh, no, it was pretty cool. And it's when he was still playing for the Pacers. Um, so I asked him about the Pacers. I asked him how Aladipo was doing because Aladipo was hurt at the oh, time. Yeah. Uh, he said he was doing fine. He was working out with Sabonis, too. So if I would have saw Sabonis, too. Oh, that would have been cool. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what I would have done. Because <laughs> Sabonis is my boy. Yeah. He got traded this uh, trade deadline. He did. Didn't? He got traded to the Kings. If you so. guys have any other stories about uh, running into random athletes <laughs> yeah, or random runnings, let us know. 402-464-5685. One of my favorite from my former co-host, Brett Kane, he's working out in uh, Denver now, um, is that he was too intoxicated one night, day, like going to one of the Creighton games. Um, and... Uh, I think he was in time. Yeah, he was, he was in high school. Um, but uh, in any case, <laughs> I think he was uh, maybe. That's awesome. In any case, he yeah, he had a few too many. Uh, I don't know how old he was. And let's take that past part back. Uh, don't drink if you're in high school, obviously. But he was uh, he was about to cross the road and like he didn't even like he was just out of it. He wasn't like thinking. Um, so. He would have been hit if he would have crossed the road. <laughs> How did he get Thankfully, hit? Thankfully, Dana Altman, the Creighton coach at the time, now Oregon's really? coach, <laughs> extended his arm and saved his life. <laughs> now, that's cool. a cool story. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Teron Lee, you didn't even let him talk. Also, Axel says, to be fair, there's not a lot of all-time Husker great basketball players to like. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. When I was growing up, like, Strick was, it was, you know, if you're an NBA fan and a Nebraska fan at the time, um, <laughs> for what it's worth, Teron Lee's still the fir- the last first round draft pick for Nebraska. Is he really? Yeah, from back in 1998. Um and there's just this big gap of not having players in the league. Like Eric Strickland was there. He was uh, he was in the league, you know, for a short time, but Lou, you know, after those guys like him and Mickey Moore, um I don't want to forget anybody, but after those guys like retired, then Teron Lou was kind of like the lone husker in the league for quite some now time. Now McGowan's like yeah, gowns be there. Well, and you got Delano Banton in the playoffs right now. He gets scrap minutes if yeah, the Toronto gets blown go. out too much. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Take that as you will. Well, he's a rookie. I, you know, pretty good for a second round yeah, pick. Either no, way, to be in the playoffs. It. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, obviously, Isaiah Roby doing pretty well. Uh, we do have a, a few people are pretty excited about your, if you can see on the Southern Heyman video stream, if you're watching that way, uh, your Syracuse Mets shirt you hey, have on. Yeah. Uh, Bernaldo Frittenov Facebook says, let's go Mets. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would, now, the Syracuse, 
to to clarify, it's a Tim Tebow jersey. Yeah. So I have a Tim Tebow jersey for every single level of minor league baseball that he played in, and he played for the Syracuse Mets AAA before he ended up retiring for baseball, and I think he does full time broadcasting now. Um, but I'm, I, I guess I'm okay with the Mets. One of my buddies is a huge Mets fan, like loves the Mets. His favorite player is R. A. Dickey. Not sure why. That's a great favorite player. Actually, <laughs> his favorite player of all was that time. The, the, he had he the screwball, right? No, he had the knuckleball. The knuckleball, yeah, yeah, knuckle, yeah. And he loved R. A. Dickey. Um, and we always make I like fun Tim of Wakefield him. a little more for the knuckleball. Tim Wakefield was yeah. nice. Um, but we always make fun of him. Like, all right, like the Mets look good this year. Just waiting for the September collapse. So yeah, for our our Sarah Heyman video stream listener. Uh, and my buddy, I hope that doesn't happen to you. Because there's <laughs> nothing worse in baseball than to watch a collapse right in front yeah, of Yeah, it's eyes. pretty rough. Uh, it I happens think, all the time. All the time. Yeah. I liked the Mets back when they had Mike Piazza. The Subway Series between them and the Yankees, oh, that was yeah. very no, cool for a World cool. Series. That was cool. Um, Eric says, uh, uh, met a hammered Bob Devaney at Havelock Misty's when I was like eight. I think there's a lot of those <laughs> stories. It seemed like uh, Bob Devaney did like to drink around town at, at certain times, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Jory says, talking about meeting athletes, I lived in Florida for a year, and I met Jake DeGrom my first night that's out. That's awesome. And about right as he got drafted to the Mets, had no clue how good he would be. Yeah, that is pretty cool. My cousin who, who lives out in L.A., like the reason I'm going out there is to visit family. Um, you know, obviously in L.A. you can run into a lot of different guys. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, he ran into Dennis Rodman at the beach one time, so that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> the thing about someone like a Dennis Rodman, do you approach him or do you just kind of let him be? Because uh, <laughs> you, you don't mean? know. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, he might be you know, like, he what might want to be one of the guys that it's just like he doesn't want you to talk to him. Right. Like again, there's some guys that give off the vibe. Okay, you go talk to him. You, get an you say your piece. Whatever. You get an autograph. You get oh, a yeah. picture. I don't know if Dennis Rodman strikes me as the guy that wants to be talked to. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess would I, like, would I approach Dennis Rodman? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I'd probably just shout the worm from across <laughs> the room. <laughs> He'd appreciate. He that, probably gets that a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um. But, yeah, so I'm going to the USC spring game. I'm pretty excited about that. My friends make fun of me. I went to Vegas and went to a UNLV game. I'm kind of weird. I, like, I love college football, so if I get the oh, chance yeah, to no, get in I'm, there. I, I appreciate it. And back then, you couldn't uh, gamble on, on games, but in, you know, in Las Vegas, obviously, I could. So I, oh, I no. bet on the game and went and watched it. So on it the cool. spring game? No, this was not the spring <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to the UNLV spring game. My God, I'm, I, I like college football, but Jesus. Uh, but, no. <laughs> it was San Diego State, actually. It was a pretty good game. Rashad Penny, the all-time leading rusher, played <laughs> that, that. It's a good matchup. Yeah, it was actually, but actually it wasn't. UNLV wasn't very good. They're like 4-8. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was fun to bet on. In any case, so I'll be going out to that one. It's going to be a fun one. It might be even better than Nebraska's spring game because Lincoln Riley says USC spring is not going to be a game of tag. He he said that. He's, yeah. Is he calling out Nebraska? Is he calling out other spring games? Uh, I, maybe he's just calling out past USC spring games. I'm not really sure. Context, again, for spring games, hard to find. It's hard to, to Google this it's stuff. I mean, uh, you get a few articles here and there. Um, obviously, the spring game in Nebraska is much bigger than it is most places. So it's kind of funny because when you Google spring, I was looking, you know, look for USC spring game, Oklahoma's Ohio State spring game, uh, just for context as I was doing this. And pretty much regardless of what you, if you type in spring game, you're going to get at least one hit about Nebraska about spring Nebraska? game. Yeah. So I was looking for the spring game. It was like, Sipple breaks down the spring. I was like, yeah, there you go, oh, Sip. Nice. <laughs> um, do you think that, how do you interpret it? Um, I think that he, I, I would say it's hard because I couldn't find out if they did that in the past. Um, but I know Ohio state did Ohio state who opens up with Notre Dame, which is going to be great on September 3rd. Um, they have been doing kind of the, uh, um, the 
touch spring games, right? They not tackle to the ground bump or whatever they call it, thud um, spring games. And they switched that this year. So a lot of fans were pretty excited about it. Ryan Day, you know, said because we're opening with Notre Dame, also the defensive struggles. If you watch the Rose Bowl, you know, certain games, the defense wasn't very great at tackling. Um, so that was kind of big news for Ohio State is that they, they switched to that. But it's not uncommon for a lot of teams to do thud practices so I don't think this is a shot at Nebraska because that would be kind of strange uh, out of nowhere um, but I think it is more of trying to s- set the mentality for USC um, obviously they're coming off a four and eight season because he also included like we're gonna you know we're tackling the ground like we have you know it was kind of like that's what we okay, do that's how yeah. we practice um, so I love that mentality I know th- there are a few fans uh, and again, I don't want to get into the majority. I think most people had fun uh, going to the spring game and, again. But did you did you have any problem with the two hand touch? Not for the entertainment purpose necessarily part of it, but for bettering the football program. Do you think that it would be better to run m- more than thud? Um, which obviously they did it at, at certain practices as well, and injuries played into it. So, um, but when you read something like that, I mean, if you're a football guy, that kind of gets you going, right? You're right. like, yeah, that's that's the attitude I want. But if you, but coming from Nebraska, who just played a thud spring game, you go, ah, yeah, yeah, that's kind of us. L- right listen, it, it goes both ways, and that's why it's so difficult too, because Nebraska's already dealing with injuries. There's no sugarcoating that. Right. Nebraska is dealing with injuries already, and we haven't even entered the summer yet. But at the same time, I, I've heard from a lot of Husker fans, and you might be able to speak to this a little bit more, Bach. I mean, back in the day in the 90s and, and even into the 2000s, there's a bit of roughness. There was a bit of determination. There was a bit of grit behind Nebraska football, right? Oh, yeah. And, and from what I've heard from the fans is over the past few seasons, that hasn't really been the case anymore. Do you, does that have to do with practice? Does it have to do with guys recruiting? Does that have to do with coaching? I don't know the answer, and I don't think anyone, unless you're within the football program, knows the answer to that. But if you're trying to get back this grit mentality, this hard hat mentality that that we've seen from Nebraska teams in the past, especially those national championship teams, I mean, that's part of what the black shirts were known for, right? It's just oh, yeah. their, their grit. And if you're trying to bring something like that back, there's no way to do it without hitting. You, you just have to. And some players might get hurt, and I guess that's the price that you pay. But on the same side of that, especially in Nebraska's circumstance right now, you can't really afford for another guy to go down. You just can't. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it's an interesting discussion, too, because, it, it you know, it, sometimes when you play not to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, yeah, you're right. you could have non-contact injuries and stuff like that. Um uh, but certainly, you know, the chances go up the more you tackle and bring guys to the ground and stuff like that. So I do understand it. Um, it was frustrating as a, a, from the fan perspective. But oh, just absolutely. as far as that culture perspective, um, I, you know, I like a quote like that saying it's not going to be a game attack. I like, you know, as a, as a football guy, you get into it. But their defensive line was so thin. Um, exactly. You know, Ty Robinson's your best defensive lineman. Already talking about because of the, the snaps he had to take, felt like he was in a 35-year-old's body. But, you know, on the opposite end of it, uh, that might happen in, in in the regular season. I mean, when you're playing in the Big Ten West, this is the exact type of mentality that we're talking about, right? A former defensive coordinator called Iowa's practice is a bloodbath. You know, that's that's, <laughs> that's now that's a football guy. That's a football guy. That was it was it was pretty good. Um, but I mean, that's what you're talking about in the Big Ten West, and so uh, I I mean, 
outside of entertainment purposes, which it, I, I keep saying that because it's obvious. We'd all like to see tackle of course, football. Of course. Uh, but more so just for the toughness of the football team and um, kind of the grit. And, and like you said, um, kind of the old school mentality of Nebraska. That's what it was because they ran that option offense. There was like, <laughs> there's a play action off of it that they'd run every few drives, but it was mostly we're going to run right at you with the fullback or you got to stop it. Yeah. Or the running back. We're going to left. Yeah. We're going to run right. Uh, short field, you know, long, it, but there just wasn't too many options. So that's what built up that mentality was, was they knew it was coming. The offensive line knew what they, what they needed to do. They'd tell you what they're doing because it's not much of a trick. There's only a few options. So if they felt like they were dominating you and said, you know what, this time I'll even give you a hint because I'm going to go and we're, we're blowing through you guys. Right. So you're tired. We're going to do this. Um, and so those are all the, the great quotes that you hear from the past about those teams. It's been a long time. And so when I say that I wish Nebraska or wonder what Nebraska would look like if they never went away from the option, um, I don't know if there'd be more trophy cases. I don't know what the records would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know it would be a tough football team it would, and it would blend into what the kind of the Big Ten right. West is. And there's a competition aspect to this too. And I know in, in no comparison whatsoever is high school football compared to Big Ten football at all. But I remember when I was in high school, we would hit, and there was a competitive factor of that, and there was a little bit of of confidence boost, and there there was you played with a chip on your shoulder. I mean, we would we would hit two times a week. We would go full pads, full go. You're hitting somebody, and that that's just how we practiced. And I know that's not really the case anymore. I know the NCAA has a bunch of more rules than they used to back when Nebraska was doing their two a days, oh, yeah. full pads. I, I Oklahoma you, drills, yeah, baby. You, okay, you can't you can't do that anymore. We're going to protect the right. athletes a little bit more. But I know Vershawn and, and Jay have talked to it extensively. Is you would come out of a practice and it would be like you went to war, mm-hmm. literally, and, and it showed on the field. So if you want to, or bring more, that- you know, more often than not, it's just that when you're playing against Nebraska's defense or Nebraska's offense, that's one of the top units in the nation. So when you go out and play, you know, and, and at the time I'm not throwing out, you know, bad times, but even like a Kansas State, Missouri, whatever the Big Twelve yeah. opponents that you were playing, it wasn't like practice when you're going up against the All Americans on the other side of the field. Maybe one or two, but you know, Nebraska had had those type of units. Yeah, and it's do you bring that back? Is that, is that one of the things that, that that's worth it? Is, is it worth risking some of your starters? And it, it's interesting what Dusty says. The touch practice doesn't help. With that philosophy, we should only play our third and fourth stringers in the games also so that our stars don't get hurt. I, it's, the, it, it, it's very similar to the argument for, say, you go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. At what point is, is it worth it? Is, is it worth it in a spring game to go full go, full hit, to possibly get someone hurt. Is it worth it to play in a New Year's Six Bowl, go full go, you're going at guys, if your draft stock's on the line? Yeah. It's a, it's a similar comparison. So at what point is it not worth it to do something like that? I think that's that's the argument that's meant to be had. Yeah, and, and obviously every team does like the green jerseys for their for their quarterbacks. Absolutely. It's not full go no. one way or the other. So, um, you know, you just kind of have to evaluate – where you're at and and again I don't have much of a problem with it um, but when I see just because situation where Nebraska was at but when I see quotes come out like that it's like okay that I do feel better about where USC's spring went than where Nebraska's spring went and that's you know it it has to do with injuries It's like the baseball team the pitchers pitching staff is destroyed you know there's a lot of guys down Um, so you know it's just kind of the 
some of this stuff happens, and you got to. And, and the injuries happen for Nebraska this spring, so that's why they had to ultimately do that. But uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get the attention of Brian Munson of Husker Online. See if he agrees with that, and plenty of recruiting stuff to break down. That's coming up next year on the Ticket Water. Crew. 